Hi, welcome to my podcast, Well 50, Wellness Reimagined, where we explore transformative whole self wellness strategies to inspire women to embrace a journey of movement, mindset, and health while fostering self-love. My focus is to empower listeners to find the courage to pursue their dreams and discover happiness in every aspect of their life. I'm Ellen Funk, a former management consultant turned life and wellness coach and entrepreneur. My hope is to inform, get you thinking and moving towards a happier, healthier you. So let's dive in. Hi. Welcome to my latest podcast, Wellness Wisdom, My Journey to Empowering Women. In this episode, I am going to share with you my journey to coaching women about fitness, nutrition, and wellness. So, what do a strategic business consultant, a pastry chef, an architect, a waitress, and a life coach have in common? Some of you listeners who know me may know that the answer but these are all jobs or professions that I have had. So as you can imagine, I occasionally get asked how this came about, why I've had so many professions. And I say, I have a low boredom threshold. But seriously, in the last 10 years, I have focused exclusively on coaching and consulting and doing the work that I think I was put here to do, which is to help people. And more specifically, to help women over 50. I love to work with this demographic because, well, for one thing, we have so much in common, being a woman over 50 myself, but also we're awesome. We're the greatest people in the world to work with. Over the last several years, I have coached a large number of individual clients in a number of different capacities in business and life coaching from growing a business to relationships to figuring out our new roles at this stage of life or just helping people pursue dreams they never had time for before. Anyway, regardless of where we start or what we work on, almost every single client that I work with, at some point we get into body image and weight and self-care and wellness. And when this started to happen, it kind of surprised me. But now I see it as such a huge part of all of our lives. And when we get into all of this, particularly body image and weight, this leads us straight to shame and feeling bad. The great shame researcher, Brene Brown, said in her book, Daring Greatly, when she was talking about women in shame, the primary trigger for women in terms of power and universality is appearance and body image. We feel the most shame about not being thin, young, and beautiful enough. So if any of that resonates with you, you're in good company because that is the place where the majority of us live. We struggle with how we look, how we love ourselves. I've even had a number of clients struggle with giving themselves permission for self-care. So when this comes up, this turns out to be something that I work with 
the vast majority of my clients on, at least for some amount of time. And as this has developed, I've started to see patterns and similarities between what my clients struggle with. And so I've shared with them and expanded on things that I've done with my own wellness habits. And through that work, I have developed strategies that work pretty consistently with my clients. And these strategies have helped my clients to develop sustainable wellness habits. So how did I get started with all of this, with this focus, with this wellness and fitness focus? Well, I have to say, when I was younger, I was not a great athlete. So I was not really a friend to exercise. But like everyone else, I wanted to be thin, which led me to exercise, even though I never was very good at it or ever did it very consistently. I think the first wellness book that I ever picked up or fitness book that I ever picked up was Covert Bailey's Fitter Fat. I don't know if that resonates with anybody. This is a way back machine in the 80s. Anyway, it was the first fitness book I ever read, and it primarily, or what I learned from it was, the concept of exercising to a specific heart rate or at a specific heart rate, which at the time I think was a pretty new concept, but is still a valid way to exercise. Then if we fast forward to several years later when I was done having babies and very, very busy, um, I really had to get back in shape. I had four babies in six years, and my body needed some attention. And I was doing it, so I started to work on that, work on my wellness and work on my fitness. And I was also doing it with a lot of my friends who were at similar points in their lives. We did Body for Life. We did Weight Watchers. We did South Beach. We did pretty much any trendy thing you can think of at the time. I remember I had a friend who called me up one day and said, okay, you'll never believe what I did last night. I was laying in bed. It was like 11 o'clock, about to fall asleep, when it suddenly popped into my head that I had bought a candy bar this week for my cheat day. We were doing Body for Life at the time that had a one-day-a-week cheat day. And she said, so I had to get up out of bed at 11 o'clock and eat my candy bar before midnight when my cheat day was over. I'm not saying there weren't a lot of laughs associated with this and a little bit of insanity. But the truth of the matter was that although at times we lost weight and at times we were in better, we were more in shape, we had pretty mediocre success. And none of it ever stuck with any of us. Then about 20 years later, I really woke up and I realized that that approach to trying to get in shape and trying to achieve wellness that way was insanity. The programs and diets that my friends and I did only worked for as long as you were on them, and none of them were really sustainable, certainly not for a lifetime. Another thing I realized was my body felt like crap when I didn't exercise. I had aches and pains. I had no energy. I had lots of stress. 
But maybe my biggest aha moment of that time was I realized that the things that gave me success didn't give anybody else success and vice versa. What worked for other people didn't work for me. It was then that it occurred to me that my path to wellness for me, Ellen, was to figure out what worked for me and that that was going to be a pretty unique solution. So at that point, I decided to really figure this out. I dove into books. I worked with professionals. I went to camps. I did programs. I did a fair amount of experimenting on my own. And I figured some stuff out. This led to what I can call my developing nurturing nutrition and fun fitness, really with my goal at that time to only be to figure it out for myself. So given that I felt like crap, that it was that I had a choice to feel like crap or exercise, I decided to exercise. I decided, and all of the experts told me I should, I should move every day. I realized that if I was going to move every day and if I really wanted to do it and stick with it, I had to find stuff that I liked to do. I had to move in ways that I enjoyed. And that became one of my core concepts is that you should only do stuff that you like to do. You should only move ways that you like to do and that feel good for your body. And don't do stuff that makes you feel bad, either physically or psychologically. So for me, another big challenge of all of this, and this is a challenge with exercise, particularly cardio, is it's boring. And remember my boredom threshold thing? So I decided I needed to mix it up. I also learned for my, from my own body and from experts that the importance of combining cardio, strength training, and stretching for all the different things that keep your body feeling good. So that's what I did. Again, that worked because I was doing different stuff every day, and it became easier to stick with. And as I did it, it became a habit. And then I really focused on learning how to build habits. Because I realized once something became a habit, you didn't really worry about it anymore. Pardon the expression, but you didn't sweat it anymore. It just became what you do. And so the building of habits became something I knew was very, very important. And I also know it's very challenging. At the same time, I was working on nurturing nutrition. And I would say then and now, I eat healthy-ish, to borrow a term from Bon Appetit, one of their cuter things. I cook, so that allowed me to really control what I ate. But I will say, in the question of what should I eat to be healthy, there are literally thousands of conflicting ideas out there. And to make it even worse, the thousands of conflicting ideas change all the time. So it's really hard to get a handle on 
or try to stay current with food. I did learn along the way. So what I decided to do was to try to keep it as simple as I could. And sort of, I read it and I learn about it, but I a little bit ignore the latest trends because as soon as you change your diet for them, then somebody comes out and says, well, you know what? It doesn't work as well as we thought it did. So I've tried to, again, focus on a diet that works for me and try to keep it really simple. I have learned the importance of balancing macronutrients, although we never used to call them that, fat, protein, and carbohydrates at every meal in order to give yourself good energy and stay full and feel good. And I developed some really simple guidelines, things like have a fruit or vegetable at every meal. I've also learned some tricks to make it easier for myself, and I pass these along to other people. Things that are pretty basic, like have the food in the house that you want to eat, and don't have the food in the house that you don't want to eat. Or if it's treat food, just buy it once in a while. Because this goes back to another one of my core concepts, particularly about food, which is no deprivation. If you feel deprived, you will never stick with what you're doing. And we all need to move away from an all-or-nothing mindset and, again, work on developing easy habits. So as I developed the nurturing nutrition and fun fitness And to go back to the beginning of this story, as I started to pass some of this wisdom and tricks and I actually put together materials and charts and exercises and things for my clients, I realized that this vast knowledge that I had was really, really helpful in coaching other people. And I love sharing this stuff that I figured out with my clients. And I have to say, my clients have had great success with what I've shared. I had a client who stopped a long-term lifelong eating disorder. I've had other clients who have created healthy boundaries around self-care. I've had several clients who have started exercising after leading a pretty much totally sedentary lifestyle. And the majority of my clients have developed habits instead of looking for quick fixes or the next fad because we've realized that that just doesn't work. I have developed guidelines and teachings for nutrition and movement that are simple and basic and honestly just very solid. But what I have seen, and this part doesn't surprise me, where the real change and the real growth happens for my clients is through mindset work. When you start to overcome the shame and when you start to give yourself permission to take care of yourself, overcome the not enough, learn to love your body, realize that you deserve to feel great every day, that's when you really, really accomplish lifelong wellness. The mindset work is the real work because when you can get that done, the rest of this stuff gets a lot easier. 
but that's also what you have to do to achieve real results. And I think this is why my coaching is so much more effective than so many other programs out there because I do incorporate the mindset work very, very strongly with, along with the, the movement and the nutrition. So in conclusion, I just want to thank you for coming on my wellness coaching journey with me. I promise future episodes will not be so me focused. But I thought it was important, or I just wanted to put it out there on the record, to answer questions about how I got here, how I, why I'm qualified to teach this stuff. But most of all, I wanted to show you that I have walked the walk. I have made mistakes. I have tried so much stuff, and a lot of it didn't work. I have spent so much time. I have studied, and I have experimented. And all of that has given me very solid wellness habits. And I want to help you with your wellness habits if easy fitness still evades you. Along those lines, I have a very exciting announcement. I have a free live masterclass coming next week. I'm offering it at multiple times called The Four Secrets to a Lifetime of Fitness. And in that masterclass, which will last about an hour, I will expand on some of the ideas that I talked about today, and I will give you a roadmap. I will truly give you four secrets, a roadmap to a lifetime of fitness and to feeling great. The link to sign up for the masterclass for, is in the show notes, and I encourage you to come. It's completely free. I will answer questions. So if anything I talked about today has brought up any questions for you, I am happy to answer them. I will be doing a presentation, and then I will open it up for questions at the end. And you can ask me anything you want, and I will do my very, very best to answer them. Thank you for your time today, and I look forward to seeing you at the Masterclass.